Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. hi. Ah. <gasps> He's a spork. Yes, yeah, I know. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. <gasps> Buzz, we've got to get Forky. Affirmative. Okay. We're live. I mean, not really. We're live. Uh, to ourselves, maybe. Are you going to introduce the podcast? No, that's your that's your thing. Why does that have to be my thing? Because that's you, and you are the introducer of everything. Okay, fine. Hey guys, this is the You, Me, and a Movie podcast. With <laughs> we gotta we gotta work this out with Anna Malone, my wife, and me, Will Malone. This is uh, if you want to know what this is all about, go listen to the intro episode before this that we released last week. But for this week, we are going to talk about Toy Story 4 because that's our first movie in this new movie reviewing podcast series. We've developed a format for these episodes, but bear with us while we kind of work out the kinks, um, and it should be pretty fun. So if you haven't seen Toy Story 4, go see it. If you uh, have seen it, then uh, great. Then <laughs> Let's keep listening. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. But we will, if you want to listen to this still, we will sep- like, you know, block off the spoiler section of this show so that all the spoilers to Toy Story 4 can be at the end section of this episode so that you can uh, listen till then and we'll warn you when spoilers happen. So, Anna, let's, uh, let's start this off. What have you been watching? Well, I've been rewatching through. Wait, this is when you're like, "Well, Will." No. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, I'm here every time, and <laughs> you should. I'm not thanking you for having me. I deserve this, and you are not, <laughs> in some way, this instilling something upon me. Glad to be here. Um, <laughs> so I've been rewatching through Grace and Frankie because, even though that's a show, I don't think everyone I know would enjoy. I enjoy it. Every single episode, I enjoy that show. It's so funny to me. Um, and I love Jane Fonda and Lily Tom... 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 Tomlinson? Tom... 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 Somethingson. And they're just so funny and have great chemistry together. And then I've been kind of rewatching through some horror recently. But the most recent I've been watching was Insidious, which I remember being pretty afraid of that movie. But man, it's actually really scary. After watching some horror recently, that's probably been one of the scariest ones I've watched. And I don't know for what reason I would even say scares me the most about it, but it just has a lot of scary aspects. Yeah, this is one of the first horror movies you made me watch in our relationship. And so you should be a veteran and you should be able to watch any now. No, no. It's like the the Timmy Tim music in it. The tiptoeing through the tulips is like the most horrifying thing ever. I just... Ugh. It is kind of scary, yeah. I want to just blast that through the house one day. I want to have like a Bluetooth speaker trigger when you're home alone <laughs> and just like play that song throughout the house. That would You would love that. 
Yeah, maybe not. Did, anyway. How are the other ones? Did you ever see the other Insidious so, movies? So, I like the all... Th- I think there are only three, I want to say. I could be wrong, but I think there are three. Um, I like them. But I had forgotten, and spoilers for those who haven't seen Insidious, but it's been out for a while now. Um, I had forgotten that the woman... Um, whose name I can't, I think it's Elaine, maybe? I had forgotten that she dies in the first one, but is in the third one and hadn't realized that that's actually in the past until just the other day when I rewatched it. So that's kind of interesting and hadn't hadn't thought about that one. So I think that, uh, you know, when we talk about what we've been watching, we should be able to mention things that generally bring us joy. Um, so one of the things that I just thought of isn't necessarily a movie, but rather a podcast, um, which I've talked to Anna about this. She hasn't listened to it yet, but I've been listening to the Ron Burgundy podcast and it is, you know, that's kind of a movie thing. Um, it is Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy interviewing real people in podcast form. And he's like obsessed with making sure he's, he, you know, has a good show and he's like obsessed with like, you know, making sure it sounds good and stuff. And it's so funny. Like, the, so is it really Will Ferrell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Will okay. Ferrell. It wouldn't be good if it wasn't. No, no, it would be a waste of time if it wasn't. No, so it's Will Ferrell, and he like the first episode he tries to do a true crime podcast, and he like starts off with like uh, thinking they're not on the mic, and he's just like disgustingly eating into the mic, like eating an apple and like coughing and hacking, <laughs> and it's just. It's so good and it's so it's going to be like so quotable because it does have you know it does kind of like you got to listen to it in doses for sure because you know the Ron Burgundy thing does wear thin if you just you know listen to it all day long but there are a couple episodes where I was just if I weren't driving I would be rolling on the floor um and it was it was just fantastic and made me want to go back and watch Anchorman 1 and 2 again um and it's just I don't know. The first few episodes are a little rougher. As you get farther down, they're like really, really funny. Um, And it's just like, it's apparently scripted, which I wasn't sure about. That actually makes more sense because I think it would be hard. I mean, I feel like Will Ferrell, while he's hilarious, would get off into these like weird tangents. But he still does. So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of amazing. No, that's why it needs to be at least a little reined in. Yeah, I just, but my thing is like, I'm not sure, like, they were so good at the one when they had this psychic on and making her seem like, like, is she, is she even aware of who Ron Burgundy is and that he's not, like, a real person? Because she just seemed to not understand that he was messing with her, asking, like, he asked the psychic, like, what was it like at Hogwarts and stuff? It's just, it's just so good, and it's just that amazing Anchorman quotable humor. And anybody who likes Ron Burgundy and Will Ferrell should definitely listen to it. It is, it is spectacular. Um, the other thing uh, that I have been watching, and Anna too, kind of, but I have watched an episode ahead of her, um, is uh, Jessica Jones, the final season, the third season, and uh, it is okay. It is very okay. It's, um, I think of the Marvel shows, I think Jessica Jones is the more interesting of the Marvel shows. I think Daredevil is the most well-made of the shows, um, although it gets kind of boring um, just because there's just, I think, too many episodes. And in all of these Marvel seasons, there's too many episodes. If they were each eight episodes long, they'd be perfect. But they like spread it out, so there's a lot of dead air in all of these. But um, 
you know, they all got canceled all at once. Um, ha- probably having to do with Disney and their Disney Plus streaming service. So they all got canceled. Um, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, you know, blah, 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 like Punisher. You know, they all got canceled. Um, I doubt they're coming back because I really just don't think that many people watch them. Yeah, you, I don't think so either. I don't think they have good word of mouth. They don't have good word of mouth. And if I'm being honest, a lot of the crowd that watches Marvel doesn't doesn't care enough about these characters to feel like they're Marvel. Well, and they're a little more cerebral than the typical Marvel movie. Like they are, I would say that the Daredevil movies are actually like kind of intense and super violent, but also well thought out. Like I, I think they're, I think Daredevil at least well crafted. Iron Fist was just bad. Um, but you know they made their own little Avengers thing. They had all had all the characters like meet up for the Defenders, and it was decent and fun. But it, I just don't think it made the the cultural impact that the rest of the Marvel stuff has. So I think they kind of petered out. So I think that the fact that all of these shows got this far is pretty impressive. Although Jessica Jones, I would say that just I would say Jessica Jones is the most interesting. Like it's the one that I like. I watched all of Daredevil. I watched the Defenders. I watched the first season of Luke Cage and I didn't watch Iron Fist. I made it through two episodes of The Punisher. Like I I just lost interest on all these shows except Jessica Jones. Like I've always been pumped for a new season. So there's something about it that's just different. But this season you can tell they're kind of I don't know. I I don't I don't know if I care where it's going. So well, because we'll you know, like, okay, well, are they going to be able to wrap that up in that amount of time? They're also like that other character that's like her, not really her sister, but but she grew up with her. I don't care about her, and they're making her too in, too much of the story, and I just it's hard for me to care. Yeah, and the narrative of the 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 like drunken detective thing gets a little old to me it gets a little crazy um they're really gonna have to do something nuts in this season for me to watch it and i'm also wondering how this will end because i don't know if they ended it knowing they wouldn't get another season so i'm and now i'm curious i'm kind of gonna be a little annoyed if they do that because daredevil did that where it ends on a, a very like not cliffhanger but kind of and I would have actually been excited about that because I thought the last season of Daredevil was actually like top notch, like really good. No, I even liked it. And I'm not a big Daredevil person. Oh, that's right. Because it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched it. That's right. Yeah, that last And so the second it ended, it got canceled. And I was actually like, it's, it's probably because I, I'm sorry, everyone, if you liked it, it was me. <laughs> it was me. I enjoyed it. And they were like, we can't have that. I had to admit to, uh, family this weekend um who have been really into following the jeopardy guy who was on oh, jeopardy gosh. for like 32 episodes i had to admit to them that, that it was your fault it was my lost. fault because i hadn't watched any of the episodes until I, I watched the one where he lost like that was the yeah, first we were one sitting there seen. like okay so we're gonna see this guy we're gonna see what he's all about and then it was like okay so he just lost um we didn't get to see him just like blaze past yeah, the world so but blame me for this it's fine. Um, that's why. That's why you don't. That's why I don't watch like Auburn football midseason. It's like if I ha- if I've missed a couple games, I don't need to join. Like I don't need to get into it because I'll, I'll throw lose. it off. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw it off. Um, 
All right, so I did want to talk about, uh, okay, first off, Anna, how have you felt about this summer of movies? Hmm. Okay, so I, I'm obviously Avengers is the one that stands out in my mind, and John Wick. <laughs> Sorry, our dog is under the bed scratching himself, and it made a very loud sound. Um, it sounded like a clicking bug. Um, it was. John Wick, Avengers. No, 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 no. Uh, like, I understand... What do you think of the slate of movies this summer? Like, what's your general feeling toward movies that have come out? Let me let me name a few here, okay? Let's exclude Avengers because that came out in April. It's- okay, well, the, the summer, I mean, the, this year has been flying by so fast. It feels like I just saw that last weekend, and it's June. Like, yeah, it's just now summer, It does feel actually. that way, doesn't it? Um, no, okay, so let me, let me throw a few titles out there for you. Um, Aladdin. Didn't see it. Okay, but I just want your feelings. Let's just, just negative. Okay, okay. <laughs> Can you let me let me name them first, and then okay, just as a whole. This is a horrible exercise, I guess. It's a very, failing on my end. Okay, X Men: Dark Phoenix. Who's Al- that? Aladdin. <laughs> uh, Men in Black. Men in Black International. Um, what's another sequel that came out? There are a lot of sequels that came out, and I'm I'm blanking now too. Um. Hold on, I'm gonna Child's Play. I heard that's not good. Shocking. Why is that no, shocking? Because Child's Play wasn't good to begin with. But no, I don't think there's that much going on so far that I'm that interested in. Well, it seems that the that general society is with you on that because box office uh earnings have been really bad this year. I mean, movies have been bombing um let me just let me just throw some numbers at you here okay x-men after its first weekend okay the box office earnings dropped 70 percent. and let me put this in perspective an average movie like say avengers or any you know top tier superhero movie usually drops by like 40 percent the second i don't know what you mean by like from the first weekend on so first weekend they make like say 300 million dollars all those out there that have no idea what you're talking about like me okay say say avengers endgame first weekend 350 million dollars okay the next weekend it makes 40 percent less than that okay 40 to 50 or 40 to 50 percent um and that's pretty average even 40 50 60 percent is usually the drop in sales that big movies make the second weekend. Okay. X Men Dark Phoenix dropped like 70, I don't know, something crazy, like 72% or something crazy like that. For making like. For making nothing. Like right? it, it did not make that much money. And for an X Men movie, usually X Men movies are sure things to some extent, even if they're bad. But the, the, not, the common consensus here is that a movie usually pays for its bad, like, like if it's a series of movies if they're the movie before it is bad the sequel will pay for it so um guess what that last x-men movie was you probably don't remember it i do remember it i don't remember what was it called first class no that was years ago that was like 2011 Was it called second class citizens no (laughs) yes was it no that's it was it a apocalypse Uh, there we go it was x-men apocalypse and it was bad remember we saw it i do remember and i remember thinking 
what am I watching? Why am I watching this? And it was, yeah, it was reviewed badly. It was boring. Everybody thought it was boring. And so X-Men Dark Phoenix comes out after being reshot like 80 times. And no one cared. No one cared. But also people have a bad taste in their mouth from X-Men Apocalypse. Um, I believe X-Men Apocalypse actually did pretty well. But that's because Logan was right before it. And so yeah. I think that the X-Men just kind of have bad faith. And there's a theory going around that it would make sense business-wise for Disney to still release this probably well-known for being a bad movie movie because they just bought 20th Century Fox. So they want their version of the X-Men to probably look like a shining beacon compared to Fox's version of the X-Men. So that's probably where we're at with that. Um, but another movie that still did better than any other movie in the series, but has been released well below expectations. Toy Story 4. Oh, there we go. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So we talked about this the other day. Let me let me throw some comparisons at you. We'll, we'll talk about this real quick, um, just because I find this interesting. And, you know, the first Toy Story movie, um, oh, man, I went off my page. Uh, sending me to anagram, anagrams. 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 We ain't talking about that. <laughs> we ain't talking about anagrams. Not today. Um. So, Secret Life of Pets seems to have also bombed. Probably because they spent so much money on marketing it. People thought it came out years ago. But no, here it is. Finally, Secret Life of Pets 2. The thing they've marketed for months and months and months. All right, here we go. Which box office mojo would have a more mobile page? Uh, okay, so opening weekend for Toy Story 1 uh, domestic is 29 basically $30 million, okay? In 95, In right? 1995. Okay. It's opening weekend. It made its... Uh, had it somewhere. I think it made its budget back pretty much uh, immediately that weekend. Um, Toy Story two opening weekend made fifty seven, um, fifty eight million dollars opening weekend, and it had a budget of ninety million dollars. Made its money back a lot, and that was in nineteen ninety eight, I believe, nineteen ninety nine. Toy Story 3 came out in 2010, okay? It made, opening weekend, uh, $110 million, okay? The production budget was $200 million. Uh, We don't seem to know the production budget for Toy Story 4, although I would guess that it's $200 million or a little more, probably, um, judging by the spectacular animation. Uh, It grossed, opening weekend, domestic... 120 million dollars so it only made 10 million more than toy story 3 did 10 years ago which is a little shocking for a movie of uh such caliber as toy story and i would also argue that i think a lot of people were skeptical about a fourth movie i i think the the word on the street on this movie was pretty lukewarm because people didn't see a reason for toy story to have a fourth movie because the third one ended so well that why would you do Toy Story 4? Like, how could it be that good? And I think I think it will... I think this one will be a marathon runner because I think people, as reviews come out, I think people will 
go see it because they're hearing that it's really good. But it is kind of interesting. The It seems that culture has kind of wised up to these sequels and is not interested in any of these sequels. Um, same with Men in Black. I mean, the Men in Black thing is so interesting to me. Okay, Men in Black 1 came out, I think, 1999, something like that. Around that, or, or like just 2000 or something. like. So here's my question. Who... who who is men like the men in black franchise who's it kind of marketed to now is it us yeah is it the people that watched it when we were younger or is it high school kids now are they banking on the fact that like everyone has seen this yeah because i think about when i when all those kids i i i talked to at that high school thing where they were like saying asking me how i saw avengers endgame and i asked them how old they were when iron man came out and they were like i was four you know these kids if they were four when iron man came out then they you know their parents were probably you know teenagers well you have to think about the fact <laughs> that like, black came out <laughs> there are plenty of movies that came out let's say in the 90s that we we still haven't seen that are like even movies that you know, people a few years older than us would be like, how have you not seen that movie? I grew up with that movie kind of thing. So at the same time with Toy Story, the kids that now would be at an age to watch Toy Toy mm-hmm. Story. That's so hard to say for Toy Story. Yeah. They may not have seen the others. And so they may be not caring that much to see this anytime soon because they have no frame of reference. Uh, I disagree. I think I think Toy Story is one of those things that I think is one of the first movie that parents show kids. I, think. I just I don't know if I agree with that. Nah, nah I think I think you're. I, I'm. I guess I was thinking of Men in Black more as like this. It's this IP that I don't know who it's for. Because I don't know if the Men in Black franchise really tracks anymore. Because, like, okay, Men in Black came out in 1999. Men in Black 2 came out, I don't know, early 2000s, sometime a few years after that, right? And then Men in Black 3 came out 2012. Yeah, 2012. And it was okay. It was good. Because it still had, like, Will Smith and... Yeah, it needs that. It's kind of like, it's too weird to not have them. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. It just seems like a weird time to come out with a Men in Black movie. Okay, um, ba- back real quick to Toy Story and, and I think, how I think you're wrong about... I was, I was about to say, I think it would do better if they brought Will Smith back to it. I think I think it would instantly do better. Yeah. Um, I And I th- I think from what I've heard, the Chris Hemsworth um, thing, like they just had, it was just a bad script. So it was just boring apparently, mm. which is kind of lame because they, they're a pretty good duo, I would say. So anyway... I don't know how much... Okay, so we think about wanting to show our kids certain movies. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, when we were kids, our parents thought that too. But now, kids have like Netflix. They've already got stuff they watch. They're, they don't They don't care so much about like, oh, my parent wants me to watch this movie that they loved as a kid. Like they have all this these ideas about what, what makes things good now anyway. They don't... I don't feel like they care as much. Like they're not putting VHSs in a. Yeah, I mean, I I agree that there's no. Well, number one, the idea that you know anybody's watching anything on VHS. No, is, I'm just saying that's what we would have seen these on. Yeah, I I mean, I guess, but like, I think kids nowadays they don't distinguish between Toy Story and like some stupid like YouTube person. Um, no, but I, I, think I feel like they're the more bored by it. Like, well, I think that they. I think that 
Pixar and those Disney cartoons are still pretty required watch watching for kids. And and even more so once this Disney streaming service comes out. Like I think a lot of these movies will become cult classics in a way they never have before once once kids and households have access to the infinite library. Well, also now that I'm sure they're re-releasing all the toys from Toy Story, it'll make kids that have the toy that may not even have seen Toy Story be like, oh, well, this toy I just got is also in this movie. I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I agree. Like I like most of those little kids in the theater. Like it, it's hard for me to realize that you know they weren't even alive for Toy Story three. Like it's just it's been that long of a time. So I would agree that toy story is one of those franchises. That's more for people our age and our parents probably even it's probably more for parents than anything just because it's, it speaks to parents so much as a franchise. Um, because my parents will go see it and they, I mean, without children, they'll, they'll go see it. Um, and I think that's why Pixar is so successful is because Pixar movies generally, they're really they're really not kids movies if you think about it they uh apply to kids because it's like fun frolics comedy whatever there's some dark stuff in there that i think i would have been afraid of as a kid yeah there there are real themes in there there's actual care like i feel like parents and kids enjoy them um and i think that's why pixar are successful secret life of pets like you're not going to get a parent to want to sit through crap like that same with like hotel transylvania the reason Pixar are successful is because they can speak to both audiences so that's that's why it surprises me that toy story hasn't done as well not saying that it, but it's doing well like it's it's in line with the rest of them you know um I just think this is a pretty dull summer as far as movie box office. Um, and maybe Toy Story paid for that. Um, you know, I just, I think people are going to the movies less. Um, I wonder what movie box office sales would be like, you know, when Disney Plus comes out. Uh, Disney kind of like owns box office right now. More people are okay with waiting. They're like, you know what? I'll wait till this comes to some streaming. Or I'll wait till this comes to Redbox. Or... You know, they don't, uh, there are a lot of people I know that are kind of like, I'm done with the whole theater thing. It it also shines a light. Yeah. It also shines a light too on the fact that summer movie season as a concept isn't really a thing anymore. Um, Because, you know, Star Wars comes out in December. I mean, Black Panther came out in February. Captain Marvel came out in March. All these movies are hugely successful and they don't come out in summer anymore. So I, I think summer as a summer movie season as a concept, I think is more the victim than anything um and but at the end of the day disney kind of owns everybody and that's what people are spending the money to go see so let's let's go into that let's talk toy story so what's your relationship with toy story i think people know you hate it already so (laughs) people know of your your heart your sad relationship i never had a i guess a positive feeling towards it growing up it was never a movie that i thought i wanted to see and i don't really know why I guess I thought, because I think there's something, okay, so my brother really liked it growing up, so I thought, oh, this is a boy's movie, which re-watching it, that first one, I could still see where I got that from. Like, it, it's still, like, only about a boy and his toys that are, the main character toys are also male, and then there's that creepy character, Sid, who is horrifying, well, I would argue every human in it is horrifying because the animation is terrible. That is true. It looks like a PS1 game. 
but I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it growing up. It's still not something that I want. Like, I, I enjoyed it more the other day when I watched it um, for the first time probably in a million years. Well, probably no. I did go and watch it when uh, the third one came out. I had a friend that wanted to see all three in the theater. Like the Just back to back because the theater was doing that special. So, I guess I saw that when I was probably like 17, 16 maybe. So, so young. I know. So, 10 years ago, that's still weird to say. <laughs> Stop. So, anyway. Um, I'm going to laugh like that throughout the, every episode. That'd be terrible. <laughs> People would immediately turn it off. Um, and I just never really cared about Toy Story. But I am I have weird opinions about a that's lot true. of Disney. You I do. have pretty much the opposite opinions of most What's your people. favorite Disney movie? Like, kid Disney movie. Well, you really sprung that one on me. Okay, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Uh, Monsters, Inc. Okay, what's your favorite cartoon Disney movie? Cartoon Disney movie. Maybe Mulan. I loved Mulan growing up. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mine's probably Aladdin or Lion King, which <laughs> I'm in the right summer, I guess, because we're getting both of those. But you don't really want to see Aladdin. I ain't going to see him. I don't, I kind of, I kind of want to see Lion King, kind of. Um, but I feel like I'll never get you to go with me, so... It's just weird. I'm not, I, again. I'm not a huge Lion King fan. I know. Weird. Everyone's a huge Lion King fan. I'm not. Um, <laughs> but they're coming again, out with the live action. Again, I haven't seen that movie in so many years that maybe I would like it more. Um, yeah, I don't know if I need that. Um, yeah, but you needed Beauty and the Beast because you're obsessed I did. with that movie. It's it was so good. No, it wasn't. It was not good at all. Oh my um okay so let's talk about my relationship with toy story so loved it but seriously toy story is my favorite pixar series it's my life all time it kind of is uh toy story is probably in my top three movie franchises ever uh it is my favorite animated series of movies ever and it it is like I have this weird attachment to like the Rocky movies as well, where they can, there's, there's very few series that can really get me emotionally. And I would say the way that toy story can pull my heartstrings is unparalleled to any sort of uh, anything, any other movie can do to me because toy story literally is a map of my childhood and it is, it is uncanny and weird. And I think if you didn't know Will's first name's Andy, my first name's Andy. I actually tattooed Andy on the bottom of my foot. Actually, that'd be kind of cool. That would be so painful. It'd be painful. And it would rub off. It'd be painful, but I kind of want to do that now. That's dope. That'd be cool. That'd be weird. <laughs> no, it should say Anna on there. Anna. <laughs> should. I should do that. Oh, that'd be the worst. That would hurt a lot. Um, oh, so now it would hurt a lot, but if it was uh, Andy's name, ugh. it wouldn't? Hmm. No, but it's got to be in the handwriting, too. Yeah. We can make that happen. Like a, one, a couple, or one of the ends backwards. Yeah, maybe? let's do it. Let's tattoo Andy to my foot. Okay. Um, no. And so, anyway, um, so Toy Story 1 is one of those movies that I almost have totally memorized word for word. Like, it's just when we watched it the other day again, I just, I relived my childhood, although I was not aware of how far the animation has come either. And I how totally short of a movie it is. Very short movie. Loved it. Uh, Toy Story 2 is my favorite of all of them, I think. Um, Toy Story 2 is just, it's so good. It's its so rich, and it has so many, like, um, 
<laughs> like it has so much interesting toy stuff in it. Like when when you hear so about a world, stuff. when you, you hear about a world where toys come to life, Toy Story Two gives you pretty much everything you want. Like they wander around in a toy store, they hang out with other toys. Like it's just cool. And then um, Toy Story Three, of course. So Toy Story One came out in 1995. I was pretty young. I remember it was one of the first movies I saw in theaters. Uh, I'm dating myself uh, to be very young. Um, but uh, I remember that I watched it on repeat at the house. You can ask my mother all the time. I remember seeing Toy Story 2. I was actually in Singapore um, to see it, but we lived in Japan at the time. So in Toy Story 2, they're like about to get shipped off to Japan. So very cool. It was like, again, a map of my childhood. Um, I had all the toys. Were you hoping they would get shipped to Japan? You can meet them. Yeah. Well, I had <laughs> I owned every single one of the toys. Um, like all of them, oh, at one point or another. Them. Yeah. Um, and then when Toy Story, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, when Toy Story three came out in 2010, I was going off to college, just like Andy, and so me and my mom saw that together, and it really I cried my eyes out, but my mom probably cried even more. Because like I said, it's for the parents just as much as the kids. And, you know, that was the perfect ending. Toy Story 3 was perfect. Um, Toy Story 3 was also great because, the you know, it, you now seeing them all at once, like, it's just Toy Story had come so far since the first one. And so why would they even need to do a Toy Story 4? Well, they showed us why, and it works, and I'm happy with it. And I wondered, okay, you have an ending in Toy Story 3 where these toys are, you know, like they're getting passed on from Andy to this other child. And you think, that's the perfect ending. So what would they do next? And, you know, I bought in to all of it. Okay, so are we getting to the spoilers now? No, so let's talk quick. Okay. Um, just what did, I mean, what did you think about Toy Story 4? It's probably my favorite of the four. She's been converted, everybody. No, I really could see... I could watch this one alone by itself. I mean, yeah, it works. I thought you meant like alone, just like you I could watch alone. this one just by myself. Um, <laughs> no, I could watch this one without like needing to rewatch the others again. Now, it helps seeing the other ones because this one they do talk... He talks quite a bit about Andy and that would be kind of weird if you didn't know who Andy was. No, but yeah, you have to watch the other ones because it's... It, if you think about these as a series, the these movies are all Woody about Woody. Woody is the main character of all of these. Okay, in the first one, it's about Woody's struggle with this new future toy that is, you know, way cooler and more high tech than him. Toy Story Two is kind of about who Woody really is, and like that he's got this like weird cult following around his character, and he's like he actually, you know, learns about his heritage in a weird way. Toy Story 3 is about his, you know, kind of struggle with Andy going off to college. You know, he's always been the favorite toy. Will he be able to go off to college and with Andy? And he was going to go off to college with Andy. Yes. Yes. And, um, and so this one very much follows that because it's with a different kid and he's he's living through they do an interesting thing with him they make him they make woody seem like an old man in a way because he throughout the whole movie is just li living through the glory days of andy 
because that was that was his prime and he's not in his prime anymore and so this movie opens with him not being bonnie's favorite toy in fact he seems to be her least favorite toy are we spoiling are we starting spoilers no i'm just talking about just like the setup for the movie um i don't know if i knew that at all before going in no i'm just saying like beginning of the movie you just realize that that's where we are okay fine we'll do spoilers this this is one of the kinks we got (laughs) you're like okay we're going second by second of the movie okay spoilers i'll put in a little alarm spoiler okay. <laughs> um so it opens woody is not bonnie's favorite toy and he gets put in the closet with her like toddler toys and but all the other toys are played with except for him can we talk about being devil's advocate which i will be continuing to be throughout this because throughout while the I, whole podcast series <laughs> yeah no matter what movie we're watching um, how long has it been since Andy gave these toys to her? Because I know that she was in preschool, but at the same time, I'm thinking she hadn't had these toys that long. No, I, I think, I think this in reality probably takes place like a year or two after Toy Story 3 in the timeline. Um, and then before that, you, we see a flashback to, you know, cause, uh, in Toy Story 3, we, we open with, um, you open with uh, like a lot of the toys are gone from Toy Story one and two, like RC and Bo Peep and all those toys. Like a lot of them have have been, you know, sold off or whatever. And so there's a lot of toys you know, don't know what happened to them. And so Bo Peep is one of these that they open with a flashback that says like nine years ago to when Andy was like a preteen or whatever. And it shows what happens to Bo Peep. And I think part of that scene was to show off how good they've gotten with rain effects <laughs> because. I will say, like, if you watch the first movie and then this one, you will, I mean, you'll be blown away by the animation. I mean, I I keep talking about this, but Toy Story 4 is the most beautifully animated movie I have ever seen in my life, and nothing comes close. And I, I mean, you could touch the toys. Like, they looked like the texture that we all know of plastic toys to look. It's just, it's so good. And nothing comes close. And they have outdone themselves. Um but Toy Story 4, so it kind of explains what happened to Bo Peep. So you kind of, in this movie, Woody's relationship with Bo Peep is rekindled when he runs into her. I thought that Bo Peep used to be Andy's toy because she no, used a to sister. be everywhere with them. It was his sister's lamp. Do we always know that? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I just, I guess I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Because I always thought it was weird that he had Bo Peep. But then when it showed, I was like, well, that makes sense. But I just didn't remember that from the other movies. Yeah, no, it definitely. She she was in Toy Story 2 as well, but like a very, she's always been a very much a side character, right. like not really. Kind of like a lot of these toys. That would be the disappointing thing I would say about this one, if there is any, is just how sidelined pretty much all the toys Even are. Even Buzz. Even That's Buzz. That's what bothered me the most was how sidelined Buzz was. And they made him a moron. Yeah, did you feel like he went kind of, he like reverted? Yeah, a little bit. And I think there's this weird thing going on with Tim Allen right now because he's a, he's a Trump supporter that a lot of, he's getting, like they're trying to put distance between him and a lot of things right now. And I think that that, that was pretty clear that people don't really want Tim Allen in movies as much right well, now. Well, I just thought it was weird because... I felt like, yeah, I felt like he was stupid, which he wasn't. 
Yeah, Toy Story 2 made him seem really smart. And Toy Story 3. Yeah, Toy Story 3 as well. But he still was kind of like this goofy thing, like with Spanish buzz and that kind of stuff. But Toy Story 2, like you feel like, okay, he's like a real deal. Like he's like this heroic, you know, noble character. And yeah, this one, he just seemed just... Like he had absolutely no idea what was going on. And as i don't it was just weird yeah one one striking theme too is like is like i never noticed this until i was older i guess but now that i we've watched all of them recently like why does woody fight for all these horrible toys like these toys never do anything for him they turn on him in a second also like they didn't go jump off the car to go find woody they all hung out in the rv this whole movie like we're good oh oh, you're back kind of thing. Yeah. Like they're just kind of sitting around like who really cares? They did in we'll Toy Story 2. On. In Toy Story 2, they did. That's why yeah. I like Toy Story 2 because it's more realistic. In in the first one, they they're think that literally, they just assume Woody killed Buzz. Yeah. And, you know, like. <laughs> and like, yeah, they're, they're writing him off instantly. And then Toy Story 2, they like go to save Woody. So that makes sense. Then Toy Story 3, they kind of all work together again to like escape out of the daycare. And then in this one, it's like back to just like, well, whatever. We're hanging out in an RV. Yeah, it's just, it's, there. there's this weird thing, weird relationship with Woody that uh, is, is in the first and the fourth one, which is why I can't say that the fourth one is my favorite. I would say for me, the ranking would be two, three, four, and one. Um, just because there were some weird things in there that bothered me as a fan of, of the series. Um, but basically the, what I got from the movie is this idea of Woody as this is toy who is no longer the favorite toy. Who's reliving these glory days of Andy, not really knowing his place, but not really knowing what to do otherwise. So when this, when this horrifying creation called Forky appears that he kind of helps in a way create because he kind of forces himself into her backpack to go to the first orientation for kindergarten that yeah so basically no basically what it just posits in this scene when Woody's in this backpack with this fork spork thing that Bonnie made when it comes to life and it scares Woody to death which is a pretty funny scene is like it's kind of a horrifying like Frankenstein monster thing. And so then from then on we see Woody have to um almost like keep Forky from killing himself because Forky thinks he's trash and he's like a baby and so Woody has to like teach him things. And so Woody is taking care of Forky because he feels like that's his duty. So he is he is there out of loyalty, but not because that's what he really wants to do. And so it just shows the struggle of somebody who's past their prime. And like, when is it their turn to like kind of live for himself? You know, it's, it, it feels like a movie about like when parents, Oh, like parents, when their kids leave the nest, that's what it seems like. Yeah. That's what the movie is about in, in my mind. Um, and so basically the, the big sad part in here, like that, you know, the, the strong emotional ending of this movie posits that this is finally the closing to Woody's storyline, which I would argue is all four of these movies have been about Woody. Yeah. He is the main character. And so they ended, they didn't need to show the other toys because in toy story three, they ended the arc for all the toys except Woody. 
this showed Woody's struggle post Andy, which I I think is valuable and important that we did that. I I don't want any more Toy Story movies. I think it should be done. Yeah, I I worry a little bit that they're gonna try to do another one with like Buzz. No, I think that they would still stick with Woody and like what they're doing as toys, kind of like on the run kind of thing. I think, I think no. If anything, I think they would do something with Buzz, where you know I've I've heard people say like, what if they made a a new Toy Story with you know a more futuristic toy and what Buzz has to deal with? But I just I don't think Tim out. I don't think people want to put Tim Allen in a movie. I I think honestly like. There's, I'm telling you, like, there's a thing going on with Tim Allen. Um, I saw a lot of interviews where people were really just trying to like make Tim Allen like say something racist and stuff, hmm. and it's just he's he's been kind of ostracized, and it's pretty clear. Um, but people like Tom Hanks, you know, so yeah. Oh, Tom Hanks, most likable person in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Keanu Reeves is coming for him. Well, he's also in this movie, which was hilarious. Oh yeah, I never. I was said I was going to talk about that. I was just going to say we're going through a Keanu Sans, which he is in this movie. So this yep. we can talk about this. Keanu Reeves uh, is Duke Kaboom, and he's like a he's like an evil Knievel toy, basically from Canada. From Canada, <laughs> like a Canada Canadian evil Knievel, and it's pretty funny. Um, we also got Key and Peele in this movie, which they're always great. I mean, they're. There is one scene in this movie, and I, I don't want to explain it because it's not going to be as funny if I do, but there's one scene where I could not stop laughing, and that almost never happens to me in movies. Yeah, no, it was, it's one of those things which only Key and Peele can do, yeah. which is take something that shouldn't be as funny as it is and make it hilarious. Yeah. Like, take something that's like, oh my gosh kind of like i never thought of it that way or i would have never done it that way but it's hilarious and it's like half the jokes in pixar movies but especially this one not kid friendly at all yeah like there's a scene where they show an old woman getting in a bathtub with a glass of wine like yeah like this it is unabashedly for adults like Toy yeah. Story is. Mm-hmm. It just is. And I also want to say that those ventriloquist dolls would oh have horrified God. me as a kid. You know, my mom asked if my little niece would want to watch it and I just I couldn't with a clear conscience say yes because the ventriloquist dolls and all the antique toys which are so accurate to what antique stores are Man, like. Man, that antique are store. Terrifying. I feel like I've been in that antique store. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Um They're true that they're they're okay, so they they mentioned like a doll the doll section of an antique store is like a bad place to be. And it's like so true. Like who goes to an antique store to find a doll? Because they're like the creepiest things in the you world. You never want the no, antique store You're doll. never going to go to an antique store for a doll I or just, a toy. The the writers on these Toy Story movies understand like us so well. Like they understand the world in a way that is just... It's it's amazing how spot on they are with everything. Like every single one of these movies is so well crafted that it's even hard to rank because they're all excellent films. You know, they're all super well crafted, and I think that's why I think people are used to having like maybe one good movie in a series and the rest being bad. Which is I think why everybody was skeptical about Toy Story four because I think people are afraid of a movie series so beloved like that becoming bad. Yeah, I do think that too. Because it it's your childhood, and Toy Story is one of those things where I was a little nervous too. I was like, I don't I don't want to have bad thoughts about 
my childhood, you know. I was worried about that with Beauty and the Beast, but I think they did it better than the cartoon. Well, yeah, that's definitely wrong. But um, very. I really, I, I like crushed Anna's childhood. Just <laughs> no, she seen the look on her face. She's like, oh, hello, darkness, my old friend. I don't like the Disney animated movie thing we're doing or the live there, action. You know, thing. live action. You mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't like this the Disney animation. Yeah. Um I just I mm, hate it so much. I don't I'm not I'm not there for all of them, let's just say that. I, I am not there for any of them. Here for them. I'm not here for them. <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean tr- I'm trying to think any other Toy Story thoughts? I guess I would only say that the ending was a little bit weird for me because I felt weird about him being separated from all the toys. You were like, what? Especially what the, Buzz, what's this water coming okay, out of my and eyes? And I will <laughs> say that one thing I thought was a little bit weird. I thought that, um, oh gosh, what's his horse's name? Bullseye. I thought Bullseye should have gone with him. Yeah, but he's not really Woody's. He's Jesse's. But he's Woody's. No, he is he is Woody's. Yeah, in in the canon of Woody's Roundup, but in all but like Bullseye and Jesse are a thing. Yeah, but I I kind of wanted him to go because Bo Peep had her sheep, and I thought it would have been cute if Bullseye had gone with Woody as his kind of you know little sidekick kind of. I don't know. I I think. I don't know. I think that if you wanted to see all the other toys stories closed out, I think that that's Toy Story 3, what Toy Story 3 did. I think now that Toy Story 4 exists, I think that you want to see the end of Woody, then see like this is where it is. Like Woody never end. Like Woody again is the movies. Like even Buzz is the only movie where Buzz isn't really a side character is Toy Story 2. Also, I've got a question real quick. Okay. If Woody... Okay, Woody mentions being made in the 50s. Yeah. Where was he? Where was he when... Before Andy had him? Interesting. For that many years? And he just doesn't remember? I don't know if you know this, but the first Toy Story takes place in the 60s. <laughs> no, <so>. it does <laughs> not. I can tell you that much. No, I when he said that... Well, no, it made sense. Like... um. Like Woody's Roundup and all that stuff is very old. Like, that made sense, but why is Woody? Why doesn't Woody remember anything before Andy? No, this movie does have some pretty crazy implications for the Toy Story canon and like stuff. Like the idea that googly eyes are what creates a toy is that like what we're saying? Like the like at what point is Forky alive? You know, like. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's very disturbing, um, just some of the implications <laughs> but here. But let's just say that uh, every child that has seen this movie in America right now is making their own forky, probably. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, for sure. And, I mean, they're just, this is just a toy machine for Disney to sell toys to. I mean. Really cheap ones, because forky could be really cheap. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> literally selling sporks to kids. They're literally selling sporks and uh, pipe cleaners. <laughs> no, so... You know, I would say Toy Story 2 probably disturbed me the most when it comes to toys because when Woody loses his arm, like... No, uh, that, Toy Story 3, when they're almost... They've all decided, yeah, we're okay with dying. We're going to be we're, we're gonna be burning in this furnace and we have, we have all... We're all holding hands. That's the darkest thing Toy Story has ever done. Okay, yeah. No, that's super dark. But I'm talking about like... Uh, well, number one, they had no choice. Like, what were they going to do? Uh, why do we need to see that? Like for that was a long scene for children. 
yeah, it does. It does make me like, yeah, that's, I'm thinking about the scene right now, trying not to cry. So, um, (laughs) so no, I think as far as like the, the body horror element of toy story, which is like, how do, how do these toys work? as living creature like when key and peel saw that stuffed creature like ripped in half and they like is that what's inside of us like all that stuff yeah, we were getting a little bit too like, deep there. it was like it was kind of creepy and then you see the other half of the guy like yeah. in this like weird toy saloon and he's just like sitting there just like totally in a, fine yeah with his torso just like stuffing coming out of him and it, it, there's some weird things they imply with these. Even Bo Peep had a missing arm. Yeah, well, I mean, it was broken. Yeah, and that was the other thing, too, is like the porcelain nature. Is Which like, was kind of cool because you could hear. They made it so that like when she was running or the yeah. the sheep were running, it sounded like porcelain hitting together, which I thought was really neat. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, yeah, they, they these movies are so well done, but just the idea of toys coming to life has a lot of things like a lot of issues like in toy story 3 when they reset buzz like you stick your pen or something in that little hole that all toys used to have you know the reset hole like what happens when you do that in toy story you know or but in this too when he loses his voice box thing yeah that was weird that was terrifying when they're like ripping it out of him yeah like it was i mean like when they do stuff like that, it's scary. And that, well, that this doll was like planning it. Like that was creepy too. Like sur- weird surgery. Like she's going to like steal his kidneys basically. Like, right, yeah. No. So this movie definitely had some dark elements, but all of them do. They do. All of them. Like I can't think. I mean, Toy Story 3 got pretty dark, obviously. I think that's one of the darker ones. Toy I mean, Sid alone is horrifying. Yeah, Sid and all his like mutant toys that he like rips apart and puts back together in like crazy way. Yeah, like... They're very, this series is very interested in the horrifying and the idea that these children are like these capricious gods that these toys serve. Like, like obviously kids get tired of toys or they throw you away or don't really care about you. Yet you're so just like blindly loyal to this kid, you know, like, you know, I I think about like Bonnie, like, why would you want to stay with Bonnie? She keeps throwing you in the closet over and over. Like, it's just, it's just interesting. It's, it's so there's a lot of questions to be asked and a lot of um, things that this series presents that I think are much deeper than um, any other animated movie. So I think Toy Story just, it stands above the rest. Every animated movie ever. Um, so, uh, yeah. So any other thoughts before we wrap it up here? No, I don't think so. First one's in the can, man. We, we did it. We did a movie that wasn't a Christmas Carol movie. Can you believe it? <laughs> This um, wasn't a Christmas Carol. So next week, we're gonna see Spider-Man: Far From Home. But and we're gonna be far from home. <laughs> that's true. We will. Uh, but I'm thinking about seeing that Beatles movie yesterday. That was the most confusing thing I've ever heard you say. I don't know why. I'm thinking about seeing that Beatles movie yesterday. Oh, I see. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It's called Yesterday. I thought you were talking about like a Beatle. Like if, a, if I have time, if I can get time to see a movie, I may go see it by myself. Yesterday. But would you want to see it with me? I'm okay with not. I can wait and see it some other time. I don't need to see that movie. So I may have thoughts about that in the next episode, too. Um, I want to see it. It's the same guy that directed Trainspotting. 
I can see that. Yeah, it, it just looks so out there, and I it will bomb at the box office. It's it too will. it's too interesting. But it will get one of those it it will get one of those followings. Yeah, I have a feeling, and but it's just too interesting to be to do well at the box office in the summer because people only see Disney movies now. It's got Ed Sheeran. That'll go that'll go a long way. Surprisingly enough, sadly so enough, I have a theory. Real quick, and I'm going to say this right now. So Spider Man comes out next week. You know, this is the the summer of box office disappointments. Um. I don't think Spider-Man is going to do well at the box office. I don't either. The first one did okay, but Endgame is out, and I think I think the only reason this would do well is because of the fumes of Endgame, but I have this feeling that people are kind of done with the Avengers. A little burnt out right now. We're done with the Avengers. We saw the conclusion. Why would we want to keep watching? So I'm interested to see how it does. Yeah. So, and we already know that Iron Man will not be in it. Yes. Yeah, so we'll meet back here and kind of see how that does. But I have a feeling it will be a box. I don't think it will be successful. It will be successful. It will not. It will be a disappointment at the box office for what they were projecting. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, This is just a shot in the dark. I'm just because and I think this is just because I have this vibe that I care less about Marvel now because Endgame's over and so I'm somewhat projecting that on the rest of the world um but yeah I think that the world is needs an Avengers break okay well on that note let's take a break (laughs) let's take a break till next week till next week um and yeah next week Spider-Man Far From Home and Yesterday, maybe. Uh, and yesterday, maybe. And yesterday, maybe. <laughs> uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Will Malone, and I'll soon come out with a You Me in a Movie Instagram account, too, and I'll set all that up eventually. All right. I almost said love you, but I meant that for you, not the podcast people. Thank you. But, you know, I love you, too, podcast people. But, Anna, I love you more than them. That's good. They're okay, but you're better. Okay. Bye. Just remember what your old past said Boy, you got a friend in me Yeah, you 